0: From St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. It's juicy. The crust is like super crusty and crunchy. And if you love a fried chicken sandwich, this is the spot. These fried potatoes that are just, in, just addictive and perfectly done. She ate these grits from Clara B's and it brought tears to her eyes. It's got smoky, sea salt, caramel, kind of like
1: it's vibes to it. I'm Sarah Fenske. It's been a tough year in the restaurant business, but some local restaurateurs aren't just surviving. They're excelling. Our friends at Sauce Magazine recently compiled their list of the nine best new restaurants to open this year. And joining us now to tell us all about it is Sauce Magazine executive editor, Mira Nakarajan. Mira, welcome back. Thank you for having me. So Mira, this list was so striking. I couldn't help but notice these had all opened in the middle of the pandemic. Some of these places, food stalls, food trucks, Other were pop-ups that transitioned into restaurants. It seems like just remarkable creativity in all the ways these restaurants figured out how to launch.
0: I think it's just a symptom of the pandemic because... All of these different people, I'm sure, had the traditional model of, like, I want to open up a restaurant and have, like, a regular restaurant. But the pandemic kind of shifted those perspectives a little bit. And out of necessity, they had to come up with creative solutions. And I think, yeah, that's why you see a food truck and a food stall and these walk-up windows, because those were the solutions that worked for
1: them. So some non-traditional solutions, but some really good eating. Yeah, definitely. The food was really great this year and took us by surprise. So let's talk about the places on your list. Number nine is Chuck's Hot Kitchen. This is in Maryland Heights. What's what's that? Yeah,
0: Chuck's Hot Chicken is uh, it's a Nashville hot chicken sandwich kind of place. So we love a fried chicken sandwich. I feel like that became such a huge trend. People were, you know, people were making them as specials. We reported on it, and they came up. In, they they opened up at uh, eleven six forty eight Dorset in Maryland Heights, and just a few short weeks after that, they announced that they were opening an O'Fallon location. Mm-hmm. So it's all, and then their owner Chuck Taylor said they're going to franchise. So people love it. I mean, we got uh, fried fried chicken sandwich, we got fried cheese curds, we got corn fritters. It's like it's satisfying. The chicken is really well cooked. They have. You can get it super hot if you wanna like really go there, but you can get the milder stuff and it's it's juicy. The crust is like super crusty and crunchy. And if you love a fried
1: chicken sandwich, this is the spot. It's, we really loved it. That is Chuck's Hot Chicken in Maryland Heights. Next on your list, a food truck. Clara B's Kitchen Table. What yeah. makes this so special?
0: Well, I love Jody Ferguson, who's their chef and owner, and she had stints at Cardwell's. I met her when she was at Table 3 in Wentzville. She's worked at the Ritz-Carlton. She's doing Southern food, Tex-Mex food, and she has this fine dining background, so the execution is on point. We loved her biscuits. Technically, they are so delicious, flaky, buttery, beautifully done. She made a breakfast biscuit sandwich with egg and cheese. She was buying like tortillas from H-E-B, which is a really popular uh, grocery store chain in Texas and making her breakfast tacos with those. And making grits. Our our managing editor, Liz Wolfson, is from the South. And she ate these grits from Clara B's and it brought tears to her eyes because they were so beautifully done. And
1: She really makes an effort to source great ingredients, and it really shows. So that is Clara B.'s kitchen table. Not a kitchen table, but a food truck. You can frequently find that at Nine Mile Garden in Afton and also in the Metro East. The next two spots on your list, unusually this year, these are both stalls within the City Foundry Food Court. So much good dining going on there. Chicken Scratch, number seven.
0: Yes. So Nate Hereford is a Niche Food Group alum, and he was at Niche Restaurant, and he does you know, beautiful roasted chicken. I think that's the foundation of the food that they're doing at the restaurant. They they have this French gas-fired rotisserie oven. It's and he brines the chicken and he buys these beautiful local chickens and then he roasts them in this special oven and it's like insanely juicy, super flavorful, perfectly cooked and if you love roast chicken, you I have not had a better version of a roast chicken. I Whoa. think it's extraordinary.
1: This is some high praise here. Yeah. You're and, a food editor. You've yeah. never had a better roasted chicken. I really
0: haven't. I was totally blown away. He does a fried chicken sandwich. He does a, a pulled chicken sandwich that's like a French dip style with a jus. These fried potatoes that are just, in, just addictive and perfectly done. And I think he does he does everything with care. He it's sort of kind of along the lines with Jody Ferguson at Clara B's. Fine dining background, technical execution is so great. But he's making food that is approachable that people wanna eat, that's, you know, casual and it's in a fun, new, exciting kind of dining venue. So as as City Foundry grows and adds more entertainment to that space with the theater and all these other things, it's going to become more and more popular to go dine at that food court. And this is one of those places you cannot miss.
1: So if you're at City Foundry, you don't want to miss chicken scratch even higher on your list. Number six, another City Foundry food stall. This is Shea Ali. Yeah, Shea's Ali, it's like
0: it's Senegalese food. And I don't know a lot about West African food, but I went there and got the sampler platter, and uh, we, as an office, went. And the sampler platter was a great introduction. We got a bunch of different kinds of rice. There was a red beans and rice, a plain rice. We got three different kinds of chicken. The yasa chicken, by far, was my favorite. It's a spe- it's a chicken braised with onion, lemon, spices, Dijon mustard, and it was in. Br- I think it was braised and then mm. roasted. I I don't know what he did to this chicken, but it was just. It was so. It was so rich with flavor and these unusual blend of spices that I had never had, and I loved that. and And then I had a curry chicken on that sampler platter that was felt familiar and and great for me because I love Indian food, so it kind of invoked all these Indian flavors that I love and am fami- familiar with. And then they also he also did a jerk chicken that he made with Scotch bonnet peppers and ginger and allspice, so really really beautifully balanced, rich spices that um, made the chicken so memorable. And I think if you're going there and you don't know what to get, just get the sampler platter and trust that they are putting together something for you that you've not probably had before. I, I, I have not been to a lot of Senegalese restaurants. Um, so it was really wonderful to learn about the cuisine and um, understand the flavors. And he, him and his staff are such a delight. It was really wonderful to be, you know, to interact with them and get to know them and, and try their food, which was... It, I, 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 those are my two favorite places in City Foundry, for mm-hmm. sure.
1: So we are counting down Sauce Magazine's nine best new restaurants of the year. Number five, Mira Nagarajan, this is Rockwell Beer Garden. Yes.
0: Okay, we love Rockwell Beer. So Jonathan Moxie is their head brewer. So the beer on that list, you can't, I mean, obviously, you know it's going to be good. If you love Rockwell Beer, you're going to love the beer there. Um, They do some wine. They do some cocktails like hot, hot hot cocktails too right now especially since their season is winding down their last day for service is Sunday since it's an outdoor dining space there so.
1: is no indoor <laughs> dining there so if you want
0: to check this out Sunday is your last chance yes. until spring until spring they're reopening in March um, but the pizza was really what you know I was so excited about Michael Petrus also a niche food group alum he was at Pirano at Brasserie at Pastoria he, during the pandemic, was doing all these uh, pizza tests on his Instagram stories. So when we found out he was going to be at Rockwell, we were super excited. We loved their Brockwell pizza, which was a broccoli pizza. Their kind of cacio e pepe-inspired Amelia pizza was wonderful. The dough is just great. He's such a great chef. And um,
1: I think... The season is limited, so get in while you can before Sunday. And so speaking of pizza, if you can't get in there before Sunday, we have a great option that is on the Hill. Talk about a great place to go for pizza. This is Pizzeria de De Gloria, number four on Sauce Magazine's list. We're obsessed with pizza at our office. And Joe Kurowski, who's their chef and
0: owner, he has learned from really great uh, pizza pizza experts all over the world, especially in Naples and in New York and has such a commitment to creating the natural leavened dough that he does. They're making the mozzarella in-house and they have a great, you know, low intervention wine list, local beer list. And for me, I love a margarita pizza. To me, it's the measure of a great, great execution. You know, it's simplistic and you know, you love it when you know that it's good. So I, when I had their margarita pizza, I was totally impressed. Um, they had a really great banchi pizza, which was an eggplant pizza with no cheese. It was a vegan version. And then they also had really simplistic desserts. We tried their apple streusel dessert, really great fall fresh apples, simple oat kind of cinnamon topping and this like beautiful voluptuous whipped cream on top. It was just mm. the perfect
1: end to a a great pizza meal. So having had dessert, let's move to breakfast. Uh, Songbird. This used to be uh, a spot in the Tower Grove Farmer's Market finally has a permanent home. What makes this place so great? It's the breakfast sandwich. It's the home of the breakfast
0: sandwich. If you've been in line at the Tower Grove Farmer's Market trying to get that sandwich, now you know you can go here to this, to its permanent home. Um, That's why we went, but what surprised us was the other beautiful additions that they had for breakfast. They had a sprouted grain English muffin. They're they're buying locally milled flour and making this these, you know, great breakfast sandwiches. They have their savory French toast. They have a beautiful heirloom salad with Napa cabbage and creamy sesame vinaigrette. Um, and they're partnering with Sump. So they are using, you know, they Sump Consulted on their coffee menu. A great example of their contribution is the Songbird Latte, which is Uh, It's got smoky sea salt caramel kind of like it's vibes to it. It's sort of like. In a coffee? In the coffee. They make a smoked caramel sea salt kind of sauce that they put in uh, to kind of flavor the latte. And it's it was kind of a collaboration between Chris Meyer and Scott Carey. He was like, what are, th- what are the flavors of Songbird? And, mm-hmm. and she said, smoke, salt, sweet, maple, honey. So that's what he came up with. And I think that it's just a great spot to go to. It's on our cover. We love
1: we love the execution. Gorgeous of- cover photo here. If this doesn't make you go to so- want to go to Songbird, yeah. nothing will. So that's Songbird number three on Sauce's list. Number two, Taika Shabu Shabu. This is uh, the second iteration mm-hmm. of a very good Restaurant that was originally in U City now it's in Olivet. Yes, and they they added a big shabu
0: shabu list to their menu, which we felt made it very different from the original Taika. And Shabu Shabu is a Japanese-style, like, it's you get a hot pot with broth simmering in it, and then you get all these little add-ins. That you can cook little beef in it or shrimp in it. It's this interactive experience. You get an induction cooktop at the bar, and you can customize it. And um, it's it's fun to go with friends. I feel like if whoever's in your pod, whoever you're sharing food with, that's who you would take. And it's really beautiful. You can get, like, a pork broth and put all the, if you, if you want, like, a meat base. Soup. You can get a vegan, I think it's a vegan soup. It's a mushroom based broth. So there's plenty of options depending on your dietary needs. And the stuff that we loved at Taika, like the chili stir fried shrimp, the fried rice, their three cup mushroom, those favorites are still on the menu. But the shabu shabu, I feel like, is a unique addition. Um, if you've never done shabu shabu, I highly recommend it. It's super fun. And, you know, they, it's just like you get all the stuff. You know, when you do like, Korean restaurants, you get all the banchan. It's just fun to, like, customize it and and add all these different things to
1: make their dish your own. So if you want to check that out, we do have all of, all of Sauce's top nine restaurants posted on our website. That's stlonair.show. You can also find them on Twitter, at stlonair. That brings us to the drum roll, your number one new restaurant of the year, Root Food & Wine. Kind of a surprise here. This is in Augusta. Yeah.
0: Who? I mean, the concept was... Born out of Philip Day's pop-ups. He was, you know, you mentioned kind of alternative models to starting a restaurant. He started a pop-up with Lucky Dog Farm. He went to high school with the Lucky Dog Farm folks and knew them well. They were doing these farm dinners. Well, when the weather turned cold, then they started doing pop-ups in this coffee shop. And then he took over the coffee shop. And now it's this fine dining kind of approach. They have a prefix menu. You can order a la carte. It's farm to table. You know, you walk in there. it's It's kind of a country cottage kind of vibe. Everything I felt was done with intention and a lot of thought. You know, they they're doing wine from all over the world, but then also they have noble east wine on their list. And their menu was so beautiful. We had this amazing spring vegetable soup in the springtime. We had this, you know, smoked trout from Rockbridge Rainbow Trout. We had a venison pastrami, which I thought was Incredible execution. Venison is gamey and lean. You make it pastrami flavored, all of a sudden it's balanced and perfect. Mm. Um, the desserts were good, barely sweet with a lot of texture and kind of inventive flavors. And I think the cocktail list was great too. Dylan O'Hara, we had this chillin. Uh, we had a cherry sour. Dylan O'Hara is their bartender. It had this Pinot Noir foam on top. Beautiful presentation. We had a Cosmopolitan with a smoke bubble. When you pop it at the table, all the smoke cascades everywhere. And it's just, you know, it's a fun experience. And I think if you take the time to go to these wineries and have that beautiful experience out there, there's nothing really like this there. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a bunch of places where you can go get a bite to eat. You pick a pack a picnic basket or whatever, but you want a fine dining kind of really thoughtful farm-to-table experience, there's nothing like this there. Hmm. And so they're really uh, doing something special for that
1: area, and I think it's a great addition. And you think it's worth the drive? Definitely worth the drive. Definitely. Well, that is a recommendation there. That is Root Food & Wine, based in Augusta. You can find Sauce Magazine's entire list. Uh, of course, you can pick up your copy of, of Sauce Magazine or go to Sauce Magazine's website. We also have that on our website, stlonair.show. Show. Um, Um, We heard from some listeners with their picks. We do want to mention Sauce's list only runs from November to November. Mm -hmm. So if, if your favorite place isn't on this list, it might have just opened just a few days too late. You want to look for that next year. Mira Nagarajan, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. This episode was produced by Kayla Drake with audio engineering by Aaron Doerr and production assistance from Jane Mather-Glass. It was mixed and edited by Jane. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here.